Greetings, Adamant listeners. As we enter 2024, you may have noticed some changes in the presentation of Lightspeed and Nightmare podcasts. This is Stefan Rudnicki speaking. I'm with Skyboat Media, and I've been producing these podcasts for quite a while now, through hundreds of fantastic stories, collecting some Hugos and other acclaim along the way, and even meeting some of you at various genre conventions. I don't usually address you directly, but I wanted to share my excitement about the scope and structure of the year to come. My first experience of Lightspeed Magazine under the helm of John Joseph Adams was 15 years ago. You can get the full collection of stories from that year via downpour.com or audible.com, or even as a big trade paperback. This year, I felt we ought to celebrate that anniversary as well as the authors and the narrators who have made especially significant contributions in that time. So we've expanded the format. Beginning this month, in addition to the usual six podcasts, we're adding about six more short shots, as I call them, brief stories that take us to more special places, times, and characters. We will also be featuring two or three narrators each month, each performing multiple stories, so you get to know them better, their talents, skills, who they are. This month's special narrators are Justine Eyre and Myron Willis, both featured dozens of times on our previous podcasts. And of course, I'll be around to contribute some, as I usually do. So, relax and enjoy Justine's performance of Chase Scene by Megan Keichel Anderson right after this message. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. And now, Justine Eyre. Chase Satan, by Megan Keichel Anderson. My little brother once chased me through the house with an axe. He was joking, mostly, but it certainly didn't feel like a joke at the time. He plunged forward with a guttural battle cry at the start of the chase, his face sanguine, veins pulsing with rushing blood. Through his anger, he still had enough control to throw in creepy one-liners. I don't have a clear memory of what he said. Some insult a la Freddy or Ghostface. A classic along the lines of, I'm gonna get you, little girl. Laughter. I'm not saying this kind of thing will happen if you raise your kids on slashers and Stephen King adaptations but you should know that it's in the realm of possibility. Maybe don't fill your kid. I accidentally typed kill originally. Definitely don't kill your kid, with violent imagery presented as the height of cool, and then leave your anxious, depressed tween in charge of said youngster. He was very young, midway through elementary school, barely graduated from T-ball. It was the year I'd started wearing a lot of black, drawing anarchy symbols in the margins of my middle school notebooks. I think he grabbed the axe from the shed so I wouldn't rat him out for breaking a window. 
Or maybe it was the time he'd nicked my journal and threatened to read passages to my crush up the street. Though I'm not sure how that situation would have escalated into him chasing me. Maybe it was both. He started with journal blackmail, and when I overpowered him and won it back, he stalked to the unlocked shed in the backyard. I can't say with any certainty. Whatever the argument that kicked off the scene, it was banal. Though again, it certainly didn't feel that way at the time. Memory is untrustworthy. You rewrite the scenes in your mind each time you access them. I haven't spent much time mulling over this interaction, so while there isn't much left to access, what remains is fairly reliable as these things go. Traumatic memories sear in our minds, but we are also prone to suggestion. The only vivid memories from the scene lingering in my mind, the frames with locks on the front door. I can no longer judge those endlessly running final girls for not being able to get out of the house the most obvious way. My fingers also couldn't work a simple deadbolt and door chain combination in the panic of the moment. The pressure of time, the ax coming ever closer, muscle memory amnesia. Too much adrenaline, useful for ignoring pain or lifting something beyond your means, but killer for fine motor control. Sometimes you really do have to run up the stairs. How did I calm him down? How did it end? Did he get in the biggest trouble of his life? Did the adults believe me? The entire scenario does sound far-fetched. Unreliable, especially coming from a daydreaming bookworm. The kind of lie you'd expect from a kid who marathoned slasher sequels and kept a binder full of infamous killers through history. That would have been easier to believe than the alternative. My little brother chased me with an ax. The only other person who can corroborate my story is my brother himself. Though I know he lied like his life depended on it at the time, we can laugh about the truth now. But the details are equally fuzzy for him. Don't worry about my brother. He seems to be a fully adjusted adult now. The danger of him becoming an axe murderer passed. I, on the other hand, chase nightmares. Whether they are used for catharsis or corruption is up to the audience. Chase Scene by Megan Keichel Anderson Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. This story was taken from the pages of Nightmare Magazine, which is edited by Wendy N. Wagner. The podcast is produced by Skyboat Media, and the story and podcast are copyright 2024.
I am Stefan Rudnicki. Thank you for listening. Nine.